cooking chicken and collard greens. Rice and stuff and macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright. Here we go. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum. Was the show before Christmas here on DK Pittsburgh Sports? I am your jolly host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, my good friend Jim Stam. Gary Christmas. Gary <laughs> Christmas. Uh, no, listen, hey, two white guys playing some Christmas rap music when you, you know, when you start a show, it just tells you what the, what the quality this is going to be. It, it tells you that we, we didn't grow up rich. I will say that. No, we did not. <laughs> I mean, cousin Eddie hat going on over there too. So mm-hmm. we should probably we should probably come clean here, man. Before we got started, you and I had a little bit of a fight before you jumped on about which side of the video you were going to be on. Backwards. I'm always on your left, and right now you're getting on my last nerve. Switch. And finally, please welcome to the stage Santa's helpers doing Jingle Bell Rock. You think we're going to get past it, brother? I mean, are we going to make it the rest of the show and be okay? I'm I'm a little pissed, but I'm going to try to get through it because I'm a professional, Gary. I mean, we should try at least. So, of course, in case you can't tell, we're going to try to have some fun here tonight. And, and we'll talk ball, too. Of course, it's a pirate show. And, and you know, just because we dressed up and stuff doesn't mean we don't have stuff to cover. Pirates ruined it by doing stuff. In fact, they could be doing stuff while we're talking. We'll have egg on our face. We don't want to look silly, Jim. No, that, that, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, we do We do need to just cut loose tonight, though, because Pittsburgh sports just has not been right. The whole neighborhood doesn't feel right. It's the beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mad? Won't you be mad? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I love that clip, man. <laughs> we have younger we have younger people watching that are uh, have no idea what that is, and that's a <laughs> no shame. idea. That's a Mr. Shame. Robinson's neighborhood was the greatest. So, Jim, let's start with an easy topic, man. Cutch is back. We've said it all along, and and so it it comes to pass. Doesn't feel the same as it did last year, though, right? I mean, team to their credit made a bit less of a scene too. So it seems like they kind of feel the same way. Thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a formality, right? I mean, like, and maybe that's part of it too. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's over. Um, You know, he's still a productive player. So, I mean, it's a good thing to have him back and sign because quite frankly, Gary, they kind of need him. They really do. Um, Melman three fifty seven here says, keep them coming old fart here. So (laughs) I'm glad some people are recognizing it. And Dave white points out that he wishes they had kept Andre Jackson. Yeah. That's part of this story too, but let's wrap up talking about Kutch before we get into what happened as a repercussion of Kutch. Huh? Sure. Um, I mean, the one thing Kutch said that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, Jim, and I just, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what you thought of it, but when he said that he planned on playing maybe a couple more years, I was kind of like, there we go. 
for one brief moment. I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I mean, how did you feel about that? Because you and I have talked about like this maybe needs to be the last year, right? Yeah, like there's a need for it right right now. But a couple more years, he wants to finish here. I guess we just have to see what it looks like this year. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe he's just as good, if not maybe better, and it makes it an easier decision. Um, but won't that be interesting if he wants to play, if he really is intent on it regardless, because let's face it, he is, he's right up on some milestones and the more he, sure. the more he gets those milestones and keeps compiling at this point, it, it kind of matters. Um, you know, if I don't know what his aspirations are, uh, as far as what, you know, his place in the game, but He's been a pretty unique player. Statistically. I think he has been too. And I, and I think he can still be productive, Jim. I think mo- for mostly what we, you and I were concerned about was the DH spot being clogged up because we kept picturing Andy and Henry needing that DH spot to get them at bats, right? Well, that problem's been taken away for a year doesn't mean they won't have like somebody else come up and make that a problem again, but that's the original problem. I think that we felt there was to it. So maybe I'm not as afraid of it. If I don't think it's like an immediate concern now, you know, and, and again, he's still saying the thing I want to play the outfield. I just, I can't see it with everything else they brought in, you know? Yeah. I think if you're looking to keep him as fresh as you possibly can, um, you don't want to be doing that a whole heck of a lot, you know, the field. But, um, Gary, they've got some stuff in the outfield that still needs sorted out. Maybe he'll have to do it a little bit. Yeah. Right now, it's, it's, it's a little hard to forecast it, is it not? I think one thing that we can say, Jim, is one thing you and I were very concerned about. We kept talking about fool's gold last year. Remember? Uh-huh. We kept talking about, like, don't buy the fool's gold. Don't buy that Andre Jackson can be a starter, right? We said that. Uh-huh. Don't buy that Joshua Palacios can be, you know, your regular right fielder. You know, don't do that. Like, don't buy that fool's gold, right? Don't say that he can't compete, but don't show up like that, like just expecting it, right? And now yeah. I think what we've seen is they've brought in enough enough already. The outfield is a healthy competition. You've got Jack, Brian, and everybody else. And I, I honestly feel like nobody they have to keep, including Connor Joe, including Joshua Palacios. They could really go in 100 different directions here. And then what if Kutch takes 30, 40 games out there, which I don't see? Yeah, Connor Joe's really interesting at this point, assuming he's on the roster and not moved. Um, yep. Because we don't really know how first – see, here's, a, here's what we're doing. We're trying to critique a pitcher, a picture, not pitcher. 
we still need we still need pitchers, uh, and we don't we don't have the full uh, painting in front of us. Sure. So this stuff can go a lot of different ways, and but you're right as far as the outfield goes. Look, Palacios has a great opportunity here. Um, he really does. Sure. Um, do I think he's capable of it? I don't know, man. Some sometimes what he did last year is a super like blip on the radar screen for guys. So we just we just don't know about that. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's the important part. There's no way to know. And you can't just kind of be okay and happy with what he did last year and you really like him in the clubhouse and you hope he kind of continues on with that and maybe he improves. And boy, those videos he's sending from you know, wherever he's training are, are pretty in, intense looking when he takes that swing shirtless. I'm, I'm impressed with all that too. I am. I mean, man's chiseled, but you enough can't about, let that. Enough about me, Gary. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it focused on. You can't let that send you into an off season thinking that's enough and claiming you want to compete. We kept saying that, you know, and I've got a couple chat comments here like starred that we'll bring up later because we're definitely going to talk about some of these uh, trade rumors and ben charrington probably not being done but before we get back to silly videos and more talk jim we really do have to take a break and you wanted to hit everybody with some christmas trivia before we hit that break yeah right what the hell let's do it um so i'm gonna throw out a question anybody want to take a guess um, go ahead and throw it in the comments section. And if you're right, do you know what you win? Absolutely nothing. That's a high prize. Yes. So here we, we got go. Fred Claus prizes here on this show. Right. You'll get a lump of coal. Uh, so here we go. How many Christmas cards are sent in the U.S. each year? One billion, three billion. Or five billion. Wow. All right. Think on it. We got 30 seconds here. Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Okay, we're back to the Pirates Fan Forum and the show before Christmas here. Jim, you hit everybody with a pretty good trivia question here. We've got, let's see, a couple votes for $3 billion, I see. Yeah. Uh, Josh conspicuously wrote his, like, third base, but he means $3 billion. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Joshua Hawkins says $3 billion. We got $5 billion in the chat. What do you think? I wish I had the clip from uh, Miracle with, with all the letters coming into the courtroom. So. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, um, Josh being the stat freak that he is immediately said 3 billion. Like he, like he'd been waiting for someone to ask him this hilariously, mailman 357, who is a mailman 
said five billion. <laughs> he is wrong. He is fired. Josh wins at three billion. KC said three billion. Joshua Hawkins said three billion. So good job, guys. Sorry, Mel Man. All right. Good stuff, man. Um, so brother, we talked a little bit about Kutch and and next year, you know, is next year. Let's worry about now, right? For now, this team has Jack Reynolds, a whole bunch of other guys who might be good third or fourth outfielders. I mean, if they get one more, you have no idea where, where you're going to stick them, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's not exactly fitting the way it should. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot. Of- <laughs> so where are we going to put all these outfielders, Jim? And, and if they do bring in somebody else at some point, I think, isn't it important that you actually upgrade something? Because the way I see this, there's no way that we start without Jack starting in center field. All right. Yeah, Until you bring no. in somebody that is better than him and surefire starter capable at center field, that's going to be the case. Everyone else is just battling for this third, fourth, fifth spot type situation. They should be done, right? Unless they're going to get serious and bring in a starter. Boy, it would be nice. Let me just say that. Um, that that's some big-time analysis right there. It would be very nice. It, simply because then you let guys that are probably best suited just to be um, f- fill-ins, rotational guys that you can bring in, match-up guys, things like that. Your bench gets better because of it. And, Gary, let's talk about this. How about getting someone with some defensive chops out there? You know, that 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 to me is where, like, I'd, I know they hurt for offense, but defensively, boy, would I feel a lot better if I saw maybe, like, a bona fide center fielder out there that it at least can, you know. I think that's why I keep bring I think I keep gravitating back to Michael Taylor because he he gives you a little bit of both of those things, you know. I saw somebody brought up Max Kepler too, and I just don't know, know that I think Max Kepler at his age is an is an upgrade in center field automatically over Jack Swinski, who I do think will improve there if he plays there again all year. You know? Right. So because I don't think that anybody thinks he isn't at least headed in the right direction. You know, he, he got a lot better at tracking balls. I don't think the arm's ever going to be a cannon. But I, I do think that he can get better at positioning himself to, to make throws and, and get better technically out there. I think there's some room for, for Jack to improve. I, I do. I think he, first of all, I know this sounds cliche, but if you want to talk about a guy that you can guarantee is working on things, he is. And so I do, I do think there's a little bit more upside there. Yeah. Um, center field, man, center field's tough. It's, and it's tough in PNC Park. It's tough everywhere. So I, I, think, I think he's he can improve. And if he does – Maybe it's not such a big deal. I know I know some people are super out on him as a center fielder. Yeah, if you're comparing him against like 
really, really good center fielders. He's not that. He is here's, not that. Here's uh, Joshua Hawkins says, is Harrison Bader still available? Yes, he is. I Man, I, I struggle with this one. Harrison Bader is no doubt. If you look at any free agent board for center fielders, he's he's one of the top options out there right now. But I watched him with the Cardinals for all those years, and for whatever reason, just could never sell myself on him being anything. I just never, ever could. Mm-hmm. You know how you get that impression about some people? And I feel like I watched my fair share of Harrison Bader and just was never impressed. Now, admittedly, I didn't see anything he did with the Yankees. Maybe he was fire over there. I don't know. <laughs> no one's picked him know. up yet? No one's no, nobody's him. picked him up yet. So I, I don't know. I, I guess that's of, out there. Uh, Gary, I could think of worse things to sniff around. Uh, we've done we we've certainly done that <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Um, he he's a he's a heck of a he's a heck of a fielder. Um, I just where do you where's the balance there between getting that outfield better defensively? And still making sure you've got the bats. Yeah. I think that's where I land on the outfield, though, Jim. I think, to me, there's one major upgrade you could make. Because if you get, get like, a corner outfielder, you're only going to upgrade that corner outfielder defense. And center field is going to remain Jack, learning on the job, getting a little bit better, but probably never reaching, like, top-tier center fielder level, right? No. So... To me, the play is to upgrade center field, move Jack over to the corner, you know, and then you upgrade the whole outfield. To me, you upgrade the, the entire hole. So this this is a, a really easy conversation for me. You're either okay with Jack or you get a starting center fielder. No more messing around. It's a starting center fielder that you're getting. Yeah. I think I think that's the way that I would – Absolutely try to go. Now, center fielders aren't just growing on Christmas trees. You know, I mean, like, um, I don't even know who's out there. Teams aren't willing to really give up center fielders if, they, if they're pretty good right. defensively and can hit a little bit. Um, but they're that important. And like I mentioned earlier, what it does is it'll, it just slots guys back to where they probably should be. You know what I mean? When you're talking about Palacios yeah. being a good pinch hitter and Connor Joe being able to play the outfield and probably some first base and, you know, um, playing matchups with those types of guys. I mean, here's a comment we got from Daniel here. It says, I know none of you will like what I'm going to say, but Ben and Nutting have made, I think he said nothing actually, have made the team worse, at least for this year. I believe we finished with the most 60 wins. Ben is rebuilding backwards. I disagree with a lot of that, but it was such a great segue to Grave song that I have to sing. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I don't think that I, was a I don't think that was a typo either on the nothing no, part. I figured I would pull it up because it just feeds in perfectly. Graves wrote me a goofy song and I'm gonna sing it. It is in the 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 tune of I'm getting nothing for Christmas, which is kind of appropriate for being a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Embarrassed and uh, she's probably overestimated my skills, and I'm definitely not singing everything she sent me. She sent me like three songbooks. I can't do it. 
We got Chris, a lot to do on this show. Chris, it's an hour show. Gary and I have to sing, which is bad enough. Yep. Here we go. I'm getting nothing from nutting. He thinks my pirates are bad. <laughs> I'm getting nothing from nutting. That makes my Christmas so sad. Bro. I love it. I love it. What do you got, man? Do you have any songs you'd like to sing, Jim? Uh, Nobody I, thinks you're going to sing on this show. I I did not. But Gary, you know, what people might not know about me is I am a retired journalist. So I dusted off the skills from way back and I did a little something and um, I can't sing, but what I can do is write. And so I think you guys will enjoy this little ditty that I came up with. <laughs> if, if you guys are ready, hold on. Let me, let me wet the whistle here a little bit. Oh yeah. Look at that. Somebody in the chat also suggested you ought to give away that cup you're drinking out of. Well, that there chalice. are two. Listen, this is just not any cup. I hope. By the way, I just broke news to Jim here that this this cup is the moose from Wally World. That's why it all plays together in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and he was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know that. So Christmas I, I know it's trivia from, guy. I know it's from Christmas Vacation, but I didn't put together. You know, it's like the DC Comics world. I'm I'm way behind. Absolutely. Okay. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Last Christmas by Stam. I love not, it. Not Wham. All right. <clears throat> Last season, we had a great start. At the end of May, it all fell apart. This year, to save me from tears, please run some icy light mango specials. <laughs> this Christmas, how about a fresh start? Buy a big name, add that to your cart. <laughs> I love it. This year, don't live in your fears. Don't live off the luxury test threshold. Oh, <laughs> I'm not oh, done, man. Gary. You gotta give me a second. Here we go with verse two. You ready for that? Ready, let's go. No offense in whips high. I'll keep oh, he my went for it. I'll keep my distance out near the batter's eye. Tell me, Bobby, <laughs> do you just despise me? Well, it's a new year, so that wouldn't surprise me. Happy Christmas, Bobby. I wrapped it up and sent it with some cash saying, I love you. Now, please spend it. Now I know what a fool I've been. Oh, look, it's Pirates. You'll probably fool me again. The face on a dog. Yeah, that's where I should start. You're killing me, brother. Even the Grinch had a heart. Now I know what a fool I've been. But if you sign someone, I know I'll do it again. Oh, one more, one wow. more. This New Year's, learn to laugh at yourselves. 
Don't let Bob or this team turn you into angry elves this year. Let's all grab some beers because baseball is always special. Merry Christmas, Yins, guys. Oh, that was very difficult for Jim. You have no idea. And before either of us sing again, which I will later, we should probably both get a little bit more coaching. We all want to pull Santa sleigh someday, don't we? So we must learn to fly. Now, who's first to fly? One at a time. One at a time. You. I love it. So, Jim, let's get to the pitcher they signed. Martin Perez, all-star in 2022. Not so much last year for the World Series champ Rangers. He wasn't bad, but he was squeezed to the pen. I mean, it kind of just happened. And I, I didn't I didn't like what it did to his game, actually. I thought he was doing well before they acquired people. Um, decent pickup here. Rotation feels a hell of a lot less precarious right now to me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, here's the thing. When we look at these signings, right, like I think people, I do it too, right? Like you look at them in a vacuum, but if you're looking at a big picture, then I think you can have two very different kind of feels and takes about them. The signing in a vacuum I don't have a problem with it. I just, you know, you're waiting to see if anything else is coming. But the guy, the guy's going to give you innings, and they need innings, Gary. And, you know, if he can duplicate anything close to what he did in 2022, or even if he's just a t- t- touch better than he was in 2023, that that helps them. Yeah, it's it, to me, it's a it's a good signing because he has the ability. I think every once in a while to kind of pitch above his punching weight, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think, I think you have a chance to get somebody who maybe performs as a middle of the rotation guy. And at worst performs as a lower end of the rotation guy. This team needs that. There's no way to say that that, I mean, you can say that's not good enough. You can say you want them to get, you know, a couple twos. Okay. But like George Carlin once said, you know, my favorite comedian ever, I've never had a 10, but one night I had five twos. They all add up <laughs> is the point. Okay. You you have to have something. And last year we didn't have anything that would even be a one through five, you know, beyond Keller and Oviedo. So you have to look at that as, as, the right direction. Well, and remember, we kept, we kept uh, I think, both of us last year. Okay, people, I see the comments. I know I don't have a good voice. Can you at least acknowledge the uh, <laughs> the lyrical mastery that went on? I in thought there? it was great. Listen, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is one of the most famous ever, and he couldn't sing. Right. The, the lyricist in me is, is just bubbling over with pride for what Jim I, did. I rhymed, <laughs> I rhymed special and luxury tax threshold. I, let's see. Mike I says, mean, I am pounding 40s of spiked eggnog. Never would I do that. Not eggnog. No. Bell's two-hearted. Yes. Hey, true story, Gary. I've never had eggnog. I, 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 I'm almost afraid to do it. So I'm just going to say, I think, honestly, there's some truth we have to drop on people. 
Okay. It's not as bad as we think. I think the rotation is a little further along than, than I think a lot of people want to give it credit for right I, now. I still thought we were talking about eggnog, so go ahead. Eggnog's gross, so I just don't have anything to say about it, and I never will. I, like, I wouldn't drink raw eggs to be like Rocky or yeah. to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. But when we start okay. talking about like dropping truth bombs on people, it, it's because it can be painful. Oh, sometimes the truth is painful, Frank, uh-huh. but it's made your cheeks all rosy and your eyes bright as stars. If you... <laughs> Scrooge, such a great movie. Um, I I think that the Pirates rotation is probably a lot further along than people are giving it credit for, and I and I I was encouraged to hear some of those comments that that Ben Charrington said about potentially not being done yet. I actually find it funny how they keep doubling down, Jim. They must be awfully confident that they're going to get some stuff done, right? It sounds like they are trying to work to do something because I think if you can, well, look, we have to see what it is, but let me backtrack just for just even a second here is if you're looking at these two starting pitchers, they've got, okay. So if you can just get out of them, what they've been, then they will have served a purpose in the back end of a rotation. And what we kept stressing to people even last year is, and you know me, I wasn't the biggest JT Brubaker fan. Sure. But people were just completely saying, doesn't matter, he sucks and blah, blah, blah. Well, look at the uh, look at the pitching that they had to cobble together at the end of the year last year It's because they didn't have anybody that was a starter and they were just begging for innings anywhere they could get them. So if you just avoid that, you're already going in the right direction. Now the hope is that both of them can have decent years. um, But the signings do one thing. They give you innings. Here's a good comment here that I didn't know, actually. Mark Karpinski here says, uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong also. Perez has two bad starts last year that he didn't get out of the fourth and allowed seven runs. The rest of the season was very decent 402. That plays at PNC for lefty. That's good to know, Mark. I didn't know that kind of detail, but usually that tends to be the case with with a veteran that's kind of got a decent track record. So I'm glad to hear that that plays out like that. I think that it's a good signing. And Jim, when's the last time we had two lefties in our starting rotation? Is it like all the way back to like Gorzolani and Duke or like? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to remember for real off the top of my head. I can't. As the kids say, it's been a hot minute. Um, Locke and Liriano, did they cross over? Hmm. That's all I, I can think of, man. Like, I, 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 it's been a long time, right? Yeah. Um, Locke and Liriano, did they, did they cross paths right there? I'm not going to know without looking up. I can tell you that right now. Josh is watching. Josh. <laughs> yeah, do make your, Josh do it. Do Josh, your thing. We're enjoying some Christmas sales. Why don't you do our work for us? Right, <laughs> right. We're, we're far too busy. I'm far too busy sounding like a wounded cat to to <laughs> to uh, 
to answer that. But let's, um, take, let's take another break and we'll come back. We'll talk about these uh, rumors from Mackie, but you got some more trivia you want to hit with first. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull it up here real quick. Um, okay. So Christmas trees have been sold in the U.S. since 1850, 1875, or 1900? All right, you know what to do in the chat. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Let's see. First of all, let's backtrack a little bit. Locke and Liriano is the last one, Josh says. And then he has Bedard and Wandy before that, which gross, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And Casey says 1875 for the answer. What do you think, Jim? What's the answer? Oh, Casey. Casey, Casey, Casey. It's eighteen fifty, buddy. Eighteen fifty, man. We've been uh, we've been doing these silly traditions for a long time, haven't we? Eighteen fifty. So can you imagine? No, I can't. Actually, how do you light? How do you light that thing? Doesn't it? Isn't it combustible? I would think they did candles, right? That sounds so dangerous. probably pretty scary. Yeah, that like dangerous we're, scary. we're actually, if you really think about some of the things that happened in history, we're very lucky to be here. Like, oh. <laughs> you know what we consider hard now is like our headphones don't work when we log in. You know, <laughs> like like back in the day, man, you had to go and cut stuff down to live. So, um, we have to talk about all the Mackie report and uh, things Charrington had to say. Mm-hmm. Saying that something was going to trump the Kutch signing in this town. Wait, it, is this is this the real Mackie or the fake Mackie? This because is the real Mackie. Some people got got on yeah, that. Some people did got got. People get got a lot, don't get they, got. on social media? Like, I didn't. Um, the funny thing is, this, this rumor in particular, though, is flying around for real. You know, I'm going to, I I said, I was going to back all the way up to, I think, uh, Wilbert here saying, Gary, who do you think they're looking at? Uh, rumored number two, if, if, if we're off cease, how about Burns? Who do you think is still out there? Um, cease was the rumor that everybody flocked to right away when, when Mackie said that and everything. And I understand that. He's probably the most popular trade choice. I personally am not excited about that. 
I don't know. I don't know if anybody saw what I wrote on Twitter, but I I just don't like a guy that walks that many people. He had a whip of one point four last year. You know, like mm-hmm. that that's scary. And I know that he's a strikeout pitcher. He also got a ton of those. But he led the league in walks last year, like in twenty twenty two. And then in twenty twenty three, he had more walks than he did. He just didn't lead the league. Yeah. It's a ton of strikeouts. He's a scary pitcher. Not saying he's not good. I'm not saying if they got him that I would be on this show telling you guys, woe is me. They just screwed up. I'm telling you, he wouldn't be my first choice. He's not mine. Would I like to have him? Obviously. Um, man, if he had three years left of a control, that sounds a lot juicier to me. I think teams are going to way overpay for that for those two years. And I don't think the pirates are, are, are going when I say overpay for it, I mean, with prospects, um, I, I, I do not see the pirates doing that. Now, what I will say, and that I should have mentioned before is, you know, they got two guys already for starting pitching that depend on a lot of contact and a lot of ground balls. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to if you didn't. So. Uh, okay, and yeah, you know we're we're mm-hmm. we're having fun here, but you got to have you got to have the fielders in place to do that. I don't know that it all lines up right now. Uh, you got the big old rowdy over there. Yeah, um, not a great defender. Second base, we're not sure what's going on. Right. Oh no, Cruz, we're not sure. You, you might want to have somebody that can handle a, a hot throw or two. Um, and you got potentially a rookie starter behind and, the plate. Yes. So it's, if I was targeting another pitcher, whether it's cease, um, whoever you want to talk about, what I would look for is a guy that is more strikeout heavy than, yeah. than anything else. Like here's a brilliant point actually here from Ted Jones. Um, they need a catcher that is better than what they have and and with more experience, especially if they were to bring in a number two. That second part of that is is part that I had not necessarily put together in my head. That's true. If they bring in somebody that's supposed to be a top end of the rotation guy, they they have got to be sure that there's somebody competent catching back there. You know, what does this do? What are they like? Is this going to be Davis experiment time or are they going to end up starting Jason delay? (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, you obviously you can have catchers catch specific guys. Um, and maybe that's what it would turn into. Um, delay certainly has made himself attractive to certain pitchers. Right. Maybe they would, maybe they would do that with him with anybody else they brought in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean it's be a, Ali Sanchez and I'm, I'm kind of not kidding. We could see them let they, him win that job. We talked about them potentially keeping three catchers, right? Boy, do so, I feel so here's what I feel sorry for is Henry Davis is going to be by, by pirates, Twitter, is going to be critiqued behind the plate 
like Kenny Pickett is throwing football <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> because George we've been to have the Pitt Penn State dynamic to deal with too, right? I mean, right. So like we we're gonna have that whole thing, and quite honestly, I'm curious, to, super curious to see what it looks like. So you're saying we need a little peace and love, right? special lift you get this holiday season lasts all year long happy holiday now that your moms are crying and christmas can officially start because mine doesn't believe it starts until she sees that <laughs> yeah gary we 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 have someone watching right now in guatemala guatemala that said what the hell what the hell was that <laughs> that's true we got some venezuela people too that that follow us and uh you're right they're gonna have some questions right so yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I guess my my big thing from Charrington is, okay, he still looks like he's looking out for some stuff, right? He still looks like he's trying to pull a swing. He even said there are some things they could say yes to if they wanted to. Like, he really said it that matter-of-factly. I actually kind of like it. He kind of sounds baller, man. He kind of sounds like he's on top of things, doesn't he? he at least yeah. making it sound like he's got this under his thumb, right? Well, yeah, and here he's certainly saying things he doesn't normally say. Now, what I wish would happen was, is, man, this free agent thing is weird this year, right? Like, we're, uh-huh. we're still waiting for dominoes to fall. And right. typically, teams are just like, boom, 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 boom at this point, right? So, like... Until those dominoes fall and those things line up, where are things going to fall for where the pirates are? I I don't know. It's taken a while. It really has, but I mean, it sounds like they have irons in the fire. All we can hope is that some of those irons are mangoes so that you would be happy, Jim, and they get the right people, right? So, I mean, it sounds like we aren't done. And, that's it's great news what would make it incredible what do you want what move do you actually want them to pull off is it dylan cease because it's not for me so what is it for you like what is that that white whale that that you feel oh man if they get it okay and while you're thinking about it because i don't want to put you on the spot i don't have a place for this video but i also kind of can't not play it so <laughs> take your time and think. Okay. Aren't you having any breakfast? I'm not in the mood. What are you looking at? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Clark, please. Nice hat, Jim. Thank so, you. um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you think of that, though? For real, we, 
What would make it incredible? What's the target? For me, it's one of the guys from Miami. Or see if you can ply somebody from Seattle. Yeah, I mean, are you talking my total, like, insane thing? Your dream, yeah. Your dream. um, My dream? My dream is Luis Robert. (laughs) I I mean, I, I would... I would because he's such a fit for, I think what they could really use. And I just think that if you're talking about inserting him in the field and in the lineup, man, I would, I would, I would, I would move heaven and earth to do that. I mean, it's a, it's a 100% total fit. It's a 100% total fit partially because of the way Jack Swinski is. I have a feeling Jack Swinski would go in that deal. Yeah, probably. It would take it would take a lot, mm. and I fully acknowledge that. But man, he's such an. We talk uh, we talk about all the time about impact guys, right? You need you don't just need you don't just need good players. You need impact dudes, right? He's an impact dude. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, like, and sometimes you got to pay. You got to pay the price for that with prospects. That yeah, I just don't know that they have enough of them. Like, for instance, Skeens is off. You can't do that. Um. I mean, legally, you can't do that. He'd have to be a player to be named later. So you can't really include him in this. Termar Johnson's really your top prospect. He's also, if I'm being as brutal as I possibly can in evaluating our system, he's the only bona fide all-star bat I see right now. Okay, that could develop. But that's scary to move. That's scary to move Termar Johnson, if only because I really feel like he's going to be needed. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a transformative bat, and I'm afraid of them moving it. It might take it. And and Robert coming back would be that. But if you're sending out like somebody like Jack in exchange, too, because I do think it's going to take a major league piece, and I don't mean a fringe major league piece. No, no, you, yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have to pay you're gonna have to pay the piper for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean it's tough, Gary. I I understand the price tag involved. Um. I don't know, man. Uh, Jack is somebody also too. I know some people don't like him, but he's almost in the same boat ironically in the sense of where's your power coming from you yeah, O'Neill Cruz right um, uh, Brian Reynolds that's what scares me about getting rid of Jack and I and I, I hear Jack a lot and rightfully so I've said we said on this show before he's pretty inarguably one of the most valuable assets the pirates have you know 
for, for total for total control and the and the power that he's actually brings to the table that's already manifested itself in the league. That's a lot of value, and you'll get something for him if you trade him. Yeah. Considering a lot of you guys have not latched on to him the way that I, I kind of am still shocked you haven't. Um, it, it maybe it's a move they could make if it if it answers something in your starting rotation, and it's a real answer. Okay, if it just answers something like in the field to me, I don't think I could move Jack because I feel like he's pretty close to one of those answers himself. You know what I mean? I think he's close, and I'm damn sure willing to find out at this point. Um, look, Jack. Jack has his deficiencies, but I. But what I would tell people to do is, and I've tweeted this out several times. Go look across the board. In Jack's second season, his first full season, and look at the things he improved on as he went through a full season. Right. It's everything you can ask for a young guy that probably came up too soon to begin with. And he made those adjustments and leaps. Is he still striking out a lot? Yes. Newsflash. Teams don't care about strikeouts as much as, as fans do. And you're just going to have to see if that continued progression happens. Yeah. I mean, it feels to me like just the value proposition there. I couldn't do it unless I was getting something that solved a, a, something for me um, for at least three years and did so at top 10 in the league quality like i have to know that's what i'm going to get out of it and i don't i don't think that's every deal but i do think that is some like somebody brought up here somebody like uh uh yuri from um miami who i don't believe they're making available but if you want somebody like lazardo from miami well that answer is going to start and end with somebody like jack because (laughs) they want mlb quality they want somebody who can actually hit and I, I just don't think that you're going to get that out of, like, say, even a Reynolds, if you were to include him. Like, let's say you wanted to go, oh, we'll take Reynolds. Reynolds isn't as valuable as Jack because he ain't as cheap as Jack. And right. he can't hit as many home runs as Jack, you know, even if he's better at everything else. And, and here's the thing that I want people to understand about the makeup of this team, Gary. Whether you agree with it or not, whether I like it or not, you've got to have guys that can put the ball over the fence. You have to have it. I mean, look at the postseason numbers and the wins and losses for when teams out homer the other team. If you it, forget, uh, God, let's hope we can even get there. But if you do, you got to hit home runs. It's just the way the game is right now. I agree, man. Then we got like people already projecting out the rotation. I haven't heard even serious people, Jim. They all want to like make sure they throw that caveat in there of like 
you know, it may be skeins by June. I I really think we we need to stop that. <laughs> I, don't, Gary, I don't see that happening, bro. Gary, hold yeah. on one second. Hold on one second. What's that? Little Christmas magic. Little Christmas magic. Yes. Paul Skeens. No go. <laughs> Nine point five alcohol is settling well with Jim. So um, the. <laughs> The Skeens thing, it, it kind of sets me off. I have a song about it I have to sing, too, so I'm going to do oh, that. It's to, the, it's to the tune of A Christmas Tree. It's, is Skeens a bum? Is Skeens a bum? Or will we just destroy him? <laughs> if Keller falls, Marin must go, and I'll have no more reason. I love this. Somebody sent me that on Facebook. It made me laugh. His name is uh, Jim D. And I wouldn't give a full name either, but I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. Um, Paul Skeens, though, I think there's a lot of people that have decided he's going to for sure be in this rotation next year. Jim, I'm not so sure, man. Like I, I think that might take a while. And, and more than that, it seems to me Ben Charrington's not thinking like that. Doesn't sound to me like he wants to leave any holes. Holes in the sense of what? What do you mean by holes? Feels like he wants to go in with five guys he's pretty sure are starters. Hmm. I, I hope that's what they're doing because you just simply don't know with schemes. Um, yeah, feels that way. Sounds that way. Now, I will say this. I, I, I'm I'm a little more bullish on Skeens in the sense of I think I think he's going to force his way onto things a little sooner than maybe people think that that he will. Okay. Even then, even then, though, that's probably not until June, July ish, and we all we all know what that means once you get to that point. Um. I mean, I'm not 100% sure that I see that. I, think I know that. I think that's where I uh, – no, I, I think he's that talented. I do. I just think there's a, there's a few things with, with some of his uh, offerings that I think he's going to find out in AAA aren't going to play. That's all. And I, <laughs> I just think it's going to take him a few weeks to adjust to it. The thing is, I think he's the talent level that he could adjust to it really quickly. So that's why I'm not well, and I'm not sure whether he will push or not. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, I think that's where that's where I'm like giving him the benefit of the doubt with his kind of with his stuff and his makeup. That I do think those are hurdles he can he can start to clear quicker than most he's not completely polished i mean could he pitch in a major league game right now yeah i mean he could um look who the pirates have trotted out there at times but if you want a finished product or close to a finished product i do think he will push to be in that rotation in the mid-season i that's just my gut i don't have any Obviously, I don't have anything, you know, to go on other than beautiful stuff, hard worker, mature kid. I think he'll figure it out pretty quick. 
and I think the team performance probably has something to do with that too. Like that's, you know, that's, that's actually a really good point. I mean, let's think about like this from a couple angles. One, and this is why I kind of like hedge towards, and I'm not a hundred percent sure I see it. Uh, Here's why. Aside from his performance, you have a couple things playing against it. One, they're not good. And you, and they're obviously not good by like June or July. Well, why would you force him onto the team, you know, early for that? You know what I mean? You're not going to salvage it. And, and, you know, you can just let him have that whole year to soak. And then next year he's ready and you go into spring thinking that he's ready. Right. Or towards the very end of this year, September, you call him up. That's one way. Or they're great. And if they're great, well, they might not need them. Like, where are you going to put them? (laughs) You just, you just gave me a, a thought because I think this is really interesting. Let's say the pirates are in a better spot than they maybe thought they would. Uh, when it's June-ish, July-ish. Yeah. And Skeens isn't, isn't quite ready. Does that change what they do with him? And should it? It could. It could. And I think we also discount things like I think Jones was pretty close last year. You know, so I think Jones could probably push his way into this conversation even before Skeens. Now Chris that Drew, now Chris that could I come back looking completely different, or and they probably they probably would be willing to do that too. Like maybe give one of those other guys a crack before it is time for Skeens. That's kind of where I'm hanging, brother. I I think there's there's we're to the point where the skeins thing, I don't think, I think we're going to listen to people complain about it almost like they did with Andy last time. Okay. Gary, whether, whether it needs to happen or not, Gary, Martin Perez has one game where he doesn't look great. And, you know, people are going to say, he can't be as bad as, you know, skeins is better than that. Right. We're going to skip over an entire generation of pitchers is all I'm saying. I think there's some room there before we get to Skeens where we start complaining about him and needing him. But And I also think he needs to, to make it look like ridiculous not to. Henry had to do that same thing. Henry had to hit so ridiculously that the team was like, I, we got to do it. We have no choice. And uh, even Melman here brings up somebody that we already know, Brubaker and Burroughs coming back. Mid-season, yeah. I mean, that's going to play okay. in, too. Well, let me hit hit the pause button here for just a second on both of those guys. Because Brubaker, can, can he be back by then? Yeah. yeah. But just because he's back doesn't mean he's back. Because there is going to be some ups and downs with him when he finally gets on the mound in his pitching in games. Like, just because it's saying 14 to 16 month recovery time, 
with some of these guys, there are still some big peaks and valleys with that. I mean, I'd say too, he's always had ups and downs, you know, ups and downs are kind of what he does. So yeah. But now, now Burroughs is another guy like the young kid. When he comes back, you're definitely giving him AAA time. Definitely. He never had major league time. Like he, that got taken away from him. You know, like I think a lot of us assumed he was going to be the first call up. And then once he went down, we all just transferred that to Jones. Like Jones had achieved the same thing. Well, he hadn't. Like Burroughs was on the doorstep. But did that, that just one hurt, because that one hurt more than anything. Sure. But just because you were on the doorstep doesn't mean like that you come back and, and reanimate like it's Call of Duty, like where, right where you were, <laughs> right? Like, like, no, I'm sorry, fool. You go back there and you got a yep. pistol now. You don't have a machine gun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like if you look at the history of Tommy John stuff, when it's yeah, right. a complete UCL reconstruction, it's kind of like, okay, you're back within a year and three, four, five months, but it's really kind of two years or close to that, Gary, right. before you're kind of you again. So it like, can be right. And, and yeah. he'll be entering his like last year of arbitration. So what's important with Brubaker to me in 2024 is finding out whether it's worth bringing him back next year. Like, is he, that's all, can he that's, basically be a right-handed Martin Perez in 2025 for you? Only a heck of a lot cheaper. Cause that's kind of what you're looking for. I, I I will tell you, I agree with it. Like to me, it's more of like an an audition for him. Sure. More than like anything where you're like, he's back. He's good for the stretch run, whatever stretch run we're even talking about. Right. Yeah. But like you can't depend on someone that's coming back from that. I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know if people understand like just how much of a process that is even when you get back to throwing in major league games. Right. All right. Gut check time where they are right now. We're almost to Christmas. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the roster? Like, do you feel like they're at least on parallel with where they were last year? Do you feel like they're behind that? Do you feel like they're maybe they took a little step forward? I'll say, I think they are marginally forward right now um like i think five game improvement right now is what i see yeah the biggest thing here is is o'neill cruz is back right because he's kind of to me the catalyst um because he's so he's such a X factor for them that I would assume even if he's not superstar, even if he's just really good. Yeah, right. It, it it's such a boost for them, Gary. Um, the two pitchers they've signed for for starting roles. I would I, I would have to agree with you. I think marginally better and maybe just a, a touch better. Um, 
I'll be honest. I love Andy. I don't know that it kills them for next year. Like O'Neill Cruz did last year. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great way to put it. Cause I think I agree with you hundred percent. I'm, I'm not sure if we know what we lost in Andy. Sadly. I think that that's probably the, the suckiest part is just not knowing what it is and losing that year of development. Who knows how he comes back and what's left for him when he gets here. You know, they, the whole situation could change is it, 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 definitely messes with everything jim i think we have talked through all of the relevant pirate stuff we've had a lot of fun we've played videos we've sang songs we have had some festive holiday cheer how do we want to leave our dear listeners for christmas (laughs) message heading into the to the holidays i mean i think first of all your song had that message in it maybe you want to reiterate it for the people that had earmaps on so they didn't have to listen to you sing it. Well, lift, lift up your, your uh, cousin Eddie ear flaps, if you will. And my God, people don't take this stuff this seriously. Yeah. It's baseball. It's fun. Think about when you would go in the backyard and play some wiffle ball and do some switch hitting with your buddy and wear right. out and you wear out that spot in the grass because in your dad's yelling at you about don't don't be wearing out my spot out there like you know there's so many things that like just enjoy it and if you can't it, and trust me when i say this nobody is more jaded about baseball and the way it's headed than than we are and especially me but man, just enjoy the game, enjoy it for what it is, and hopefully things get better. I, yeah. I think I think there's a chance for that. We'll see how it works out. If it doesn't, guess what? There's going to be hell to pay. And I'll say I think they're on the right track, and I think um, as long as you're willing to understand that just because you recognize their name doesn't mean they were going to be great and it's okay to move on from them. You're going to be okay and make it through this off season. Cause I do think yeah. we're going to make some trades and there are going to be some players that you recognize that go out. So um, it's kind yeah. of the way it's going to be. And I, I like the trajectory they're on. Um, I think that if they manage to pull off a trade for a, a real starter that that they have for a couple of years as as has been suggested that that kind of changes everything i mean the windows well, officially open right then right and and that's what i'm saying is like we're all we're all doing this right we're trying to critique a a a a painting that hasn't been fully finished yet and so um if you look around the league, things have been slow. Let's just reevaluate here in a little bit. We'll fig- we'll, we'll know where things stand soon enough. Right. And then we can and then we're going to get into things like starting lineup projections, uh, the offensive lineup, who's in the bullpen, and then we're really going to be able to sit and nail things down. Josh says, as long as we don't trade the fan forum to Chicago for Cease, we'll be okay. No chance. No chance are we going to Chicago. 
No chance. I mean, actually, I do have to go to Chicago next year a couple times. So <laughs> maybe I will do a fan forum from there. So don't get confused, everybody. But hey, Merry Christmas for real. This was great. Thank you for uh, making us part of your holiday. Thank you for missing part of the Penguin game. If you did, we really appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's yeah. been a, another great year doing this. And uh, it, it means a lot to us that you guys watch. It really does. We don't really know why all the time. The Pirates don't give us a lot of op- a lot of reason to think that, that there should be a thriving community. But here we are a couple days before Christmas on a Thursday night at like 830 with you know, 30, 40 people live watching and then hundreds watching minutes after a couple of, of morons talk about baseball. So like, yeah. yeah, I love I, it, man. It's great. I do. I do too, Gary. And I know we got to go, but like, um, I really hope everybody has a great Christmas and, you know, get that needed rest that you need. Take those days off, use them. Don't lose them. Um, we've all been there just re-energize. Hey, we're going to do some spring training stuff real soon. I may head to spring training this year. Yeah. And, um, I might too. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, just, just happy holidays, everybody. And, um, enjoy, enjoy the holidays and enjoy your family and friends. Right. I mean, we could probably go together, but who needs those like awkward, we've seen our wives in bikinis situation <laughs> between friends. You know, that's kind of stuff that ruins podcasts. We don't want hey, that. For Gary, time. listen, um, you know, you won't, as I do it with a pirate song on from down there, then we're, then the show's over as we officially know it. <laughs> See? So, Hey, I'm going to toss this off to Ben, but I have no idea how my buddy Marco is going to handle this post-production. So I don't know if it'll come up. We're going to go out the way we always do. And Merry Christmas to you, Pittsburgh. It's been a rough year in sports. Let's get it better next year. 